0: For me, I just wanted more because when you work a nine to five job, like you're limited. I just always had like an entrepreneur mindset. Like I remember I was in a factory. I was working for Bed Bath and Beyond. Mind you, I'm making $16 an hour. Meanwhile, I'm counting up all the invoices because I'm packaging all the boxes. I'm reading the invoices, $50, $100, $150, $200. This company just made like almost a million dollars in the hour that I just worked and I just got paid $16. And that always frustrated me. I was like, why can't it be me? Why can't I make this money? Why, why, why does my money have to be docked by the amount of hours I work?
1: The journey to wealth is a long walk, and some may walk quicker than others, but what good is sprinting to the finish line if you pass out when you cross it? On Walk to Wealth, we enlighten and empower young adults to build wealthy, abundant lives. They say the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, and your first step starts right now. This is Walk to Wealth with your host, John Mendez. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Walk to Wealth podcast. If you're tuning in on YouTube or any of the podcast directories, make sure to do yourself one teeny tiny little favor and make sure to give us a follow because I don't want you to miss out on any of the amazing guests I got coming on this year. Without further ado, let's get right into this one, Donald, man. For anyone who hasn't had the opportunity to get to know you, to get to meet you yet, brother, tell us your elevator pitch, man. Who are you and what do you do? So my name is Don Laksama. I'm a
0: serial entrepreneur. I teach people how to make money through passive income, whether that may be vending machines, whether it may be YouTube, rental cars, basically anything passive. Because I realized from like an early age, like if you if you work with if you work with your hands all the time, then you won't be able to really if you work, if you do everything like active, then you won't be able to really make money while you sleep. And Warren Buffett said Warren Buffett said if you can't make money while you sleep then you won't ever be rich. So that's really who I am. I'm yeah. just a, a regular guy, just helping regular average day people just make money passively.
1: Yeah. And, Donald, real quick, before we get into the conversation, like, let us know how old you are, man. Cause I know you think you're a couple of years older than me, right? You're 24, if I'm not mistaken. Or I'm 23.
0: 23. Yeah, I just turned 23. 23.
1: So, mm-hmm. Blessings, man. Congrats on that. So you're 23 and you're already helping people learn how to make passive income and you're already, you know, running multiple businesses, man. So, before we get into that, though, take us back in a time machine, man. What was little Donald like growing up, man? Um,
0: like when I was growing up, I was like I was an athlete. Like I, I never thought yeah. like thinking back, I never thought I would be in business. I never thought I'd be helping people through business. I never thought I would be in this path. Like I was more of like an athlete growing up. By the time like I was yeah. in high school, by the time I got to high school is when like my entrepreneurial, my business started because i basically started um i met this girl and she had this event called like the pinkathon where we were selling like different bracelets and stuff and basically this girl yeah. was like yo donald can you sell all these bracelets and i ended up selling like 75 bracelets in a night and i and, and from there i was like wow like i could really be an entrepreneur and mind you those bracelets were 3 dollars imagine trying to yeah. make someone buy like high school students trying to buy a 3 dollar bracelet and that's what i did and then from from there i was like wow like maybe i could really be a, a big entrepreneur maybe i could really do like be a businessman by the time i got to college like that's when it really started to like grow on me like my goal at first was just to own a car wash like i told myself like i just want to own a car wash i just want to do something like that and then from there like i just exploded and i just started meeting meeting new people networking new people and i and started gaining like this entrepreneur mindset
1: yeah, so before we get into it, man, uh take us back a little bit. You said at the Pinkathon you sold seventy five braces at three dollars a pop. Anyone that needs to do the math that's what, two twenty five right there. Um uh, yeah. that your nice little two twenty five that you just made in high school. Now, I don't know about you, man, but in high school two twenty five, you know how many snacks I could that's like a whole that's like in yeah. my high school, you feel me? We had this little spot called Gerald T C and uh like the you know the military, um yeah, and they, they always had this this candy, like the snack shop, bro. So that was the spot between periods. Like, we would go to JLTC. I'll get me Is some Oreos, some Skittles, and some other. Oh, yeah, they sell chocolate. Yeah, they, but none they, of Ours, they had everything. Like they had Pringles chips, freaking candy, freaking chocolate. Like you name it, they had it, bro. There was like a whole little mini like vending shop in there, like little convenience store. And so that was a spot so, so I know two twenty five, man. I, that that would have been good money for me. And you said that that was like your first like real thing where it kind of kicked off. But do you think that there's anything that led up to that that made you potentially good at that? Because like, and not a lot of people that can just especially back in high school where everyone's still pressed and, you know, about peer pressure and and worried about what other people got to say. Not a lot of people that could just go up to people and start selling stuff at that age. And especially to other high schoolers who, you know, is there anything else that you did that might've helped you like excel at that, bro? I was but when, like thinking in high school,
0: I was always like a very outgoing person like I always liked to meet new people, always like to have different conversations with people, so I think like that always like benefited me. I was never afraid to like yeah. walk up to somebody and talk to them. I was never like like i i I, didn't, I just didn't have any fear like i was I'll take all the risks now and being being that I was playing sports, I was running track, and I was like known in the school like it just made it easier for me, and people was like able to like, yeah. connect with me people was able to like trust me. At that time. You feel me? Yeah. So, like, that's what, like, I feel like that also helped me to be, like, in my, like, entrepreneurial journey.
1: Yeah, no, that's just, you know, they always say people do business with people they like, know, and trust. And you was already cool in the school. So, it's, like, you was, it made everything that much easier back early on. You said you did track. What other sports did you play?
0: Um, I did track. I did cross country. And I did, I played football, like, my first two years I played football. Man. But, like, when I was playing football, like, I was in, like, the best. But then when I got to track, like, they treated me like I was, like, amazing in track. Like, we were breaking school records. Like, I was doing a lot in track. Like, I barely made JV for, like, the, the, um, the football team. And then when I got to track, like, varsity, like, my first year, I was the captain of the cross-country team. And I didn't even run cross-country like that. Like, I was, even, I was a sprinter. Yeah. And I was still able to be, like, the co-captain of, like, the, the cross-country team. So that was like, that was like pretty cool. That taught me like leadership at a a young age as well. Like it taught me how how to become a leader. Like I have people like following my instructions and I'm not even like the fastest one there in in terms of like distance wise. So that, that, that I feel like like those experiences, like they helped me, like they, they shaped who I am like today. Like those experiences back in high school.
1: Yeah, I feel because I played football. That's how I played football. That was my main sport. I did basketball for a year. My sophomore year, I made the team and quit the same day I made it. Um and then I picked up track my senior year. That's a whole long story short, this is a lesson, right? Life lesson for everyone is if you feel like you're not doing something for you, it's okay to walk away from it. So like for me, little a little bit fact. of backstory, right? I made the team my freshman year, right? And my coach my freshman year, he if you were on the side of five you pretty much didn't get any play time. And what sucked is the person that was starting over me, I played point guard, but the guard starting over me sucked. Like he was one of those guys that made the team in middle school, just cause like he passed with two hands and like, you know, he, he made sure to protect the ball when he dribbles, like super technical. He wasn't actually an athlete though. He wasn't, he wasn't a hooper for real. And so, he made the team just because like, he's like the, the coach's pet, right? He He's the exemplary basketball player that follows everything to a T. And so that, that's how he made it. And he's starting over me, and I know I'm better than him. So I'm like, damn, all right, but I ain't no quitter. So I was like, I'll just ride it out. And then we start, I started getting more play time, more play time. And then our city rivals stand for high. We played them midseason my freshman year. And, you know, that last two minutes crunch time, like those are very valuable minutes. It was a close game the whole game. Coach fourth put quarter, me in, two minutes right? Because fourth quarter, two minutes left. So that last two minutes, I got like three steals, and I got the um the game changing layup because we was down, I think one. And then on a fast break, I broke out, um was wide open, made the layup, boom, we got the lead. Then I got two steals, and then um I got the I had the game closing free throws to close out. So I'm pretty much. I ain't going to say it, but I low-key won the game for us. You feel me? I low-key won the game for us. And I'm thinking That's in my head, like, yo, like, we let." I'm about to start playing more. He's not going to start. And coach just started playing me even less. Like, I was like, all right, bro. So I was kind of miserable, low-key playing. Sophomore year, fast forward a bit, basketball tryouts coming. I don't know how it was at your school, but at our school, basketball tryouts was like the like the like the, the function to be at. It was like a party. Like, no, there was mad mean, people huh? that had. Yeah, people that had no business in a basketball court will pull up just to say like, "Yo, we going to tryouts." Like, "You going to, yo, you going to basketball tryouts?" Yeah, I'm going to basketball tryouts. Like, same thing for me. So it's like,
0: like, gym full. It's yeah, but
1: gym people. full. And so I, I ended up making a team, right? And the day we made it, I said we had a scrimmage, and so they were going to officially announce that I made it pretty much at the end of that game. And so I'm on the bus there waiting. I remember I had my my headphones in. And I was just sitting there listening to music. I was like two rows in on the right hand side of the bus, man. I remember this vividly for whatever reason. And I'm just sitting there listening to my music and I was just in my head thinking, like, yo, am I really doing this for me? Or is it because like everyone you know, goes to tryouts and I just happened to make it this year. And when I really came down to it, I couldn't say that I was doing it for me. Right? And so I literally I ain't say nothing to no one. I got off the bus and from there, I walked off. I went to go hide in my, my calc teachers. I was a junior. Uh, I, like, one of my math teachers, I think, went to go hide in her her room. And then I took out the 330 after school bus. And that was that. Never played basketball, at least for organized ever again after that. Um, Long story short, as I said, I knew I wasn't doing it for me, right? And I'd be damned if I'd go live my life for other people, right? Or live my life, not for other people, live my life, live the life that other people want for me. Instead of the life that I want for myself, that's better for myself. You feel me? And so it's like I didn't know how to word it back then, but that's essentially what I was thinking. And so I just quit the team, and right. And then um, I ended up playing track my senior year. I did javelin, and I had a, I always had an arm, so like I was just going running around with a spear, just slinging that joint. Uh, and then I did uh, track um, as well. I did hurdles, literally the last track Ooh. meet because why not? Wait, not not because like, I guys.
0: Did you do one ten or four hundred hurdles?
1: I did. I did know. I, um, I did the, I did the one ten, which was crazy, and then I did uh, the three hundred. Uh, or was it? Yeah, it was three. It wasn't four hundred. Yeah, it wasn't four hundred. It was three hundred, and um, that was funny. I was running, and literally, there's this guy next to me. I got dumb tired by the time we turned around and hit the loop. That last hundred meters, I was so gassed, and we only had like four hurdles left, or like three hurdles left. And the guy next to me had caught up to me. I had dusted him, and then. Yo, he literally jumped and he got caught on the hurdle and fell on his face. Yeah. <laughs> so That's I look back and face. I see him fall, bro. I see him fall, bro. I was like, I'm I'm walking to the finish line. I don't care anymore. So I, I still beat him technically, but that was pretty much that, man. But uh, long story short, I say all that to say, man, I played sports growing up and it made a big impact on my life, man. It really, de- you know, helped define who I am. So it's like for you, man, like, how has sports like impacted you and do you think you would be who you are today w- without the without the sports?
0: No, I don't think I wouldn't be with um who I am today because sports it teaches you like a lot. It teaches you discipline. Like imagine like you have to go to practice every single day. Now, I don't know about you, but I practiced like every single day for track in yeah. high school and in college. I was going to practice every single day. We had weight room, we had to go to the trainers, we had rehab, we had all these different things. I think sports teaches you discipline. It teaches you that you need to show up and it teaches like accountability. And also, too, since track is like a team sport, like you have to show up for your team, even though it's an individual sport. But when you go to like these big meets, you have to you're what you have to win together as a team. So I think like sports teaches you accountability, it teaches you teamwork, how to get along with people. Right. There's there was times that um, I had we're doing relays, relays, basically like four people on a team. And if if I if me and like somebody on the relay was mad at each other, we had to learn how to um, basically come come together and work out those different problems. So I think sports for anyone, any everybody should do sports. It teaches you discipline, it teaches you responsibility, it teaches you that you need to show up and you need to get it done. No excuses. You have to get whatever whatever the task is at hand. You have to get it done. And I think sports really shows you that.
1: Yeah. So now you said after the. The high school pinkathon, right? You still embraced embrace it. College, you said you started to embrace it more, which actually wasn't that long ago. So, like, what? Where did it like really start taking off for you? Where did it really go from there once you got into college?
0: So, like freshman year, right? COVID happened my freshman year. I was running track. I was doing amazing. Tra- I was doing amazing in track. I was one of the, one of the fastest the- pr- people at my on my track team, right? And then yeah. COVID hit, bang. So when COVID hit, all everything got shut down. I, track was closed. Everything was closed, right? So basically, during that time, um, we were stuck in the dorms, right? The dorms was the only place that we could stay in. So during that time, my business partner, me and her at the time, my business partner at the time, we started this company called DSK Products, and we were selling hand sanitizers because there was no hand sanitizers in the store. Like I was going to all these different stores, like Shoprite, Walmart, and I realized that there was no hand sanitizer in the stores. And one of my teachers said, "Oh, hand sanitizers will be a good business." So my business partner actually knew how to make the hand sanitizers. So I went over on Instagram and I typed, I went on, on my story and was like, "Yo, does anybody have hand? Um, does anybody have alcohol? Because you mix alcohol and um, what's the green thing? A- um, aloe vera together." And that makes yeah. and that makes um, hand sanitizer. So that's what that's okay. so that's when it really started. So we made six bottles of hand sanitizers and we sold the, those hand sanitizers that day. You feel me? We went to we went to Dollar Tree to get the to get the bottles. We went to this place called Vista Print to print out the labels of like our, our logo yeah. and stuff. And that's when like business actually started. I started this, the DSK products started in like the dorm room. Yeah. And then then from there, from DSK Products, it led into like the vending machines. It led into YouTube channels. It led into like, it's that's where it originally started.
1: From DSK Products. So like, so talk for me though, like, cause like for me, I know pandemic happened and I didn't like turn into entrepreneur. I ended up reading Rich Dad Poor Dad and I tried to get into real estate. And then from real estate, I tried to get real estate investing at first. And then from there, I became an agent. It's like, so for you, like, I was watching a lot of podcasts, a lot of YouTube videos. Like, who were you watching? What were you listening to? Because I know we go to, like, networking, meetups, and business. But, like, you, most people our age aren't doing that, bro. It's like, what were you listening to at the time? What were you, like, watching at the time, reading at the time? Were you even reading? Like, what even made you want to do that? man? Because, as I said, starting a business isn't, like, the norm for most people at this age. Let's take a quick break. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. If you didn't know, part of my mission statement comes from Plato's quote, the duty of the enlightened is to enlighten the unenlightened. And so since you guys are getting enlightened, where well, all the gems are dropping on this podcast, it is now your duty to share this with a friend so that then they can become enlightened and continue on their walks to wealth. So make sure to stop what you're doing right now. Share this with a friend so we can continue being amazing humans and helping others in their walks to wealth.
0: Yeah, I just for me, I just wanted more. Because when you work a nine to five job, yeah. like you're limited. I remember like like I just always had like an entrepreneur mindset. Like I remember I was in a factory, I was working for Bed Bath and Beyond. Mind you, I'm making sixteen dollars an hour. Meanwhile, I'm counting up all the invoices because I'm packaging all the um I'm packaging all the boxes. I'm reading the invoices, fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, a 200 dollars. This company just made like almost a million dollars in the hour that I just worked and I just got paid $16 and that always frustrated me. I was like, why can't it be me? Why can't I make this yeah. money? Why, why, why does my money have to be docked by the amount of hours I work? Why? Right. So then I read, I read rich dad, poor dad. Somebody sent me rich dad, poor dad to read. Right. And I started, like you said, I was, I started watching all the business stuff I could. Like I watched earn your leisure podcast, the social proof podcast. I watched um, Alex hermosi I was watching um, Dave Ramsey, every big wall street trapper. Pushman and all, all the like the 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 um, African American entrepreneurs and other people. I was just watching all of them, just to really just get inspired. Because I'm the type of person. I don't really need someone to hold my hand. I just need to, I just need you to tell me like, hey, um, um, I, I made five thousand dollars a month from vending machines, and now my mind is like, woof. Now I have to prove to myself that I could do it. Like that's the type of person I always am. I'm very competitive, right? Mm. So like once yeah, the, once like I tell myself. Once I see it, I challenge myself like, "Yo, can you can you really do that? Can you actually do that?" Because like I started watching this guy named Hamia Ibanez. He's basically one of the biggest uh, vending machine uh, channels on YouTube. I started watching him back in the early yeah. stage when he didn't have a lot of subscribers. This was like, during the pandemic and stuff. And I was like, "Yo, like, like I could start a vending machine business. Like, I could really do. I could really, I'm, maybe I could do it too." And that's how and 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 those are like the different people that i was watching to really get inspired because for me like like i just have to see it because i feel like the problem with people is like they can't they can't see it so they, they they really can't do it and i always had like a big imagination like i tell people all the time like yeah. if you want to be like a millionaire you want to make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year you need to be able to to see it before it's ever in your hands like i was i'd be telling myself i'm not a millionaire yet but i'm still telling myself like yo you're gonna be a millionaire one day yo you're gonna be driving this far so i get exposed to this stuff that's why when when, you, when we go to these networking events, you get exposed to different types of people. You meet millionaires yeah. and, and and billionaires. You meet people like I, I've been in rooms with with millionaires, and the way that they speak, and the way that they move, and the like that that exposure alone just makes me want to be great all altogether.
1: Yeah, no, I feel you. I, I felt that would be because I I went to a lot of networking events and and bro, this I got quite a lot of i got a good amount of millionaires on my phone bro like in my contacts saved bro and the people i could call up now they may not pick up first call now i'm not i'll be transparent feel me? i'm I'm not him yet you feel me <laughs> but they still on my phone they start, they i still I, I still could speak to them bro they might not pick up first call but maybe second call they pick up but at least they'll text me back um and it's like you can get surrounded around that stuff and then Bro, you, the way you speak starts to change and not in like a cold switch. Like, hi, I'm John Mendez. Nice to meet you. Like, it, the way you speak in terms of like the things you believe, how you start to articulate yourself. And just because you use slang doesn't mean you're inarticulate, bro. That's one thing I hate about people that um, it's like, oh, you know, they try to use these overcomplicated words. And just to try to get the Thanks. point across, like congrats, right? You you read the dictionary, bro. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It was just like you start meeting up with these people, and you start realizing like the way they maneuver, the way they con- conduct themselves is way different than the majority of society. And most people don't understand that success leaves clues. It's like why That's are fact. you know instead of asking That's and fact. and I think too, like talking to enough people, I started to realize, bro, like the quality of your life really can be there's always like a direct correlation between your quality of life and the quality of questions you ask right and most people ask the wrong questions like oh why me why does this always happen to me you know why my life suck why don't I have money for this why can't I afford this and it's like bro it's like what are the people that have money doing How can I make that money? How can I afford it? And it's like, it's very subtle things. And it's uh, so much easier said than done though. That's the one thing I don't want people to miss. I think it's easier said than done. Cause you can read it in a book, but it's like living that out. There's a lot you have to go through to kind of untap that and rewire yourself almost to the conditioning and to the, all the social programming that goes into it. So like for you, bro, like what was that process like for you? Cause for me, I know there's a ton of things that I had to uncover that I didn't even know I had because I was never thinking entrepreneurially. And then once I did, I kept running into these walls that I didn't know I was running to because there was things that I haven't dealt with from what I learned growing up. So like, what was that like for you, bro? I feel like when I became
0: an entrepreneur, like you have to change your mindset. Like you said, like you have to change the way you think of things. You have to change the way you look at things. Everything about you has to change, right? And that change, it needs to start with like your environment. Who are the people influencing, influencing you? When I was in college and when I was in the dorm rooms, I realized like all these, all these people that I was in college were average. All these people weren't going places. So I had to insert myself in these rooms where like like you said those millionaires and those people that's actually like grinding people that actually have plans cuz there's a bunch of people that you're going to meet like yo m- um million dollar dreams but a minimum wage worth ethic like they don't they don't really want it they just kind of want it they just yeah. like oh i want to be a millionaire but they have no steps to it they, ha- they have no plans they have no goals so the first thing that you, the first thing that you have to do is you have to change your mindset what do you want you feel me? You have to be clear and specific on the goals that you want. That's what I started to do, right? If I said I want, if I said I want a Tesla, that's my dream car. You have to know how much that Tesla costs. So I was like, okay, the Tesla costs 60000 dollars with all these features that I want is this. What type of house do you want to live in? What type of dreams do you want to go? You have to be super specific, right? That's what that's why I started to change my mindset about things. Like I stopped, and also too, the words that you say are very important. Right. I just don't say anything anymore. I realize a lot of people they just they just speak and they just they don't understand like how words have power, right? The Bible says like there's death and life in the power of the tongue. Like if you tell yourself like you're broke, if you tell yourself that you're average, if you tell yourself that you're not worthy enough, then that's the that's the place where you're gonna be. You're never gonna outgrow from there, right? And a lot of people. Like they've been hearing that their whole lives, that they would can never be rich. They've been hearing that they could never, they can never um be the first millionaire in the family. They can never be the first person to go into college. And then they that mindset, it gets stuck to them. And then they get they get stuck where they are, right? Like what I'm realizing, this is gonna be, ooh, it's gonna be a hot take. What I'm realizing, people from that are not born in this country, right? People that are not born in this country, people that come to this country. I don't know what it is, but like their mindset and their grind and their work ethic is like always crazy compared to the people that's born in, in the United States. Like I meet people that's born like outside the country. And like when they come here, no college degree, but they own multiple houses. They're millionaires. Right. And you got people that live in the United States is they're very entitled. You feel me? And like I said, too, with mindset, you can't be a victim even though even though like the 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 chains and shackles are not on our hands no more, I feel like people have shackles in their mind yeah I mean and we were talking before and you were telling me how you how you made your course and the course didn't work and you and you told me yo I gotta blame myself I started doing that like I started every i started like everything that happened in my life I just started blaming myself for it right oh i, I i'm I don't have the money I want it's my fault I'm not where I want to be in my life. It's my fault. And a lot of people don't do that. They blame everybody else for their problems. And they never really, and they don't, and they're the root of the problem of why they're in that position, right? People will blame McDonald's for being fat. People will blame the, the government for being poor. People will blame the, um, the, 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 the cigarettes for the cancer, but they're the problem. So for first, like you have to, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be in that 1%. You want to be making millions of dollars a year, millions of dollars a day. You have to change your mindset and the words that you say to yourself. You need to start telling yourself that you're worthy. You need to start telling yourself that you're enough right Also, you need to change like your spending habits when it comes to money. A lot of people have like financial trauma, right. People would rather buy a fifty thousand dollar car and sleep in the car than put that fifty thousand dollars within themselves and and invest in themselves right. You have to understand that if you want to be rich, if you want to get to the next level, if you want to get somewhere in life that not a lot of people could get to, you have to invest in yourself. You have to invest in assets and not liabilities. You have to invest in stuff that's going to help you in the future, right? I've seen people in college, right? I talk about college. In, in the dorm rooms, like, you'll see, like, a lot of things. You'll see people, $5,000 sneaker collection, zero stocks. Like, that's that's a backwards mentality people's always the problem with people and the mindset is people are always trying to impress the next person and the next man and I feel like this happens a lot in the black community we're always trying to impress the next person and then you do that you do that for so long and then you realize like yo I have no money I have no credit I my life my life is not where I wanted to be I'm behind in life because you spent all that time you basically spent all that time trying to impress other people so in terms of mindset I believe you have to just speak good things in your life you have to you have to really change, you feel me, and put yourself in those environments where millionaires and billionaires and high achievers are going to be.
1: Yeah, no, you, man, you dropped a lot. I want to touch on the part where you said in college, y'all, people have a $5,000, you feel me, sneaker collection. And not, I think the, the, I think um, the black Americans spend like A billion dollars a year in shoes and like in designer alone or something like that. I forget what the exact number is, but the number is crazy. Crazy. Like people are spending crazy money, bro. And it's like, for me, it always amazed me because we got people in high school rocking V Loan and Amiris and freaking uh, Christian Dior and and Louis Vuitton and and Fendi and all this stuff and freaking, um, what's the Ferragamo belts and all that stuff?
0: Ferragamo effects. Like you have to why are they doing that though like you're living above your means for what you feel me like, I, like, Bro, I, still, I i still i people never are so that.
1: worried about and people are so worried about like they drip you feel me and how they dress and how and and not worried about things that are actually gonna move them forward in life and so it's like for me it's like I understand like people always say like oh you know if I work hard for something, you know it's okay to treat myself. And it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> it is I it is not okay to treat yourself if you don't got your priorities straight, bro. I don't care how hard you work, don't treat yourself, bro, until you got your priorities put together. Right. And then whatever that may look like. Now I'm not saying go invest in stocks, I'm not saying go invest in real estate. I'm not saying go you feel me, whatever, whatever. But if you just worked a eighty hour a week and you feel me, you just worked hard and you about to treat yourself, but you still only got a five hundred dollar freaking savings like account. It's like Treat yourself as making sure your your emergency fund is for me put together. Treat yourself as making sure you got your credit right. P- Treat yourself as making sure that you stick into your budget. Like people need to redefine what, and I hate telling people what they need to do, but what I would recommend doing is like redefining. First, ask yourself why the things you find as treating yourself are treating yourself. Like for me, so I grew up in the in the church. I started going to church around third grade, and that helped me build up a lot of who I am. So, like, in high school, like, I was never into promiscuity, bro. I was never, still not to this day, bro. I was never into smoking. Like, I never smoked to this day. I never did drugs, Facts. right? I didn't start drinking, and I only drink, like, socially. I ain't start drinking until I was, like, almost 19, and I'm Dominican, bro. I could have started drinking at, I probably could have started drinking at third grade if I wanted to, just growing up in a Dominican household, mm-hmm. right? That just, that's just, culturally, that's the norm, bro. There's nothing bad about that. That's just the, what the norm is, culturally. So it's like, and I grew up on a project, so it's like, I knew all the people that was doing it. It's not like it was never there in my life. The opportunity was always there, but it's like for me it's one of those things where it's like, bro, I because I had a different belief system that I was founded on. Like I just viewed a lot of the vices of the world. and was like, "Nah, like I'm I'm good off of that." Like I was never into designer clothing. I like I'm yeah, if you see me on a day-to-day, bro, I'm fine with it just a freaking a plain white or black tee, bro some some ripped jeans, you feel me? And then, like, you feel me, some, like, Air Forces. And I'm good, bro. Like, I don't need to get some, you know, design or anything. And not to say that, it's bad. It's just, like, well, is your stuff in check before you start, you know, splurging on things that you don't necessarily need? Because, like, what good is having money if it's not to be, like, to, you know, to enjoy it, right, and to help others? A lot of people work hard so and never get to enjoy life, money. and next thing you know...
0: They so don't
1: have money, though. Exactly. Like, and that's the people, thing. People, so it's like...
0: They, have, they don't even have money. Like, you're trying to and, portray that you actually have money, which we don't.
1: Exactly. And actually Ramosi was talking about it, and he was like, "to to the people who actually are players in the game, like, all that stuff is like, it's for the birds, bro. It's like, people... People know, like the real, like if Alex hermosi were to see you in that Ferragamo, or whatever, whatever, like bro, he's making nine figures a year, bro, easy and breaking, rocking a tank top, like he's he's, you feel me? He's good, and he he doesn't have to impress anybody. Now he could be dressing a little nicer, you could say that, maybe he should be, right, whatever. But he's he got it popping, and he knows that, bro. It's not about how you look, bro. It's about what you actually have going on. and A lot of people try to make it look like they have something going on instead of getting something going on and then figuring out the rest later, right? And it's like, once you do have something going on, you want to splurge on some clothes? By all means, get that $5,000 sneaker collection. Feel me? By all means, go splurge at Ferragamo or Louis Vuitton, but make sure your other stuff is situated first, right, before you start doing that. Because I think, I think, I don't know if you know Ramit Sethi, but he talks about, like, when it comes to budgeting, you should have, like, three categories that you spend on, and that's just your, like... You know, you don't care. So whether that's coffees or, you know, Starbucks lattes, whatever, whatever that maybe might be avocado toast, it might be designer shoes, it might be, you know, an anime collection, whatever it may be, like have areas in your life where you can enjoy your money, but then also have other areas in life where like, you're making sure you're, you're, you're good and your future is good, that you have money to invest and grow and stuff like that, investing in yourself as well before you start investing in materialistic things.
0: That's a fact, man. That's a fact. And the thing is, I'm realizing so, too. Like a lot of a lot of people, um, I saw this quote yesterday from this guy named him 500. His name is Marcus Barney, like a credit yeah. coach. He says something like, "Like you have to. Um, it's okay to miss the wave to get to the ocean." Like, and I thought mm-hmm. that was like, "Wow, you feel me?" But go ahead, what you were saying. Wait, I know you're.
1: Nah, that, that's dope. Nah, that, that's dope, bro. I never heard that one before. It's okay to miss the wave. To get to the ocean. Everyone's trying to be, you know, trying to get on board like with what's trendy and stuff. Like, it's okay to miss crypto. It's okay to miss NFTs. It's okay to miss, you feel me, all these little buzzwords, Web3, whatever, to get to where you need to get to. Because there's always, it talks about that in Richard's Man of Babylon, too. I don't know if you read that book, but uh, it talked about like one of the chapters was like how they went to a foreign village with some crystals uh, and they ended up getting a scam because the crystals were fake. And it goes to show like, when you try to get into the get money rich quick and like the the get rich quick schemes and stuff like that, it's just as, as fast as it goes, you know, as fast as it comes, as fast as it goes as a fact. and being okay with the, with the journey, I feel since so like, I mean, you weren't in college not that long ago, bro. So like once you started getting more into more into business, like where did that journey go? Did you finish college? Did you end up dropping out like me? Like where did your journey go from there?
0: So like I, I'm in, I'm in college still. Like I was supposed to graduate last year, but I had some problem with credits. So I'm taking my last class, I have two more credits, and then I should be graduated this year. But um, yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm finished college, but I realized that college for me was more like a networking place more than like um more than like uh education. Because a lot of people that yeah. go to college, like they go to college just to show that they got the degree or they got forced by their parents to go, whatever it is. But like I think college for me was more of like a networking place. You have to, college, I feel like it's a trap. Sometimes, in some cases, college can be a trap for some people. Because some people get to college, they finish, and then they stop learning. You always have to be a student of life, you feel me? You always have to be a student of the game. Like, if you, if it, you have to really keep on studying your craft and keep on getting better every single day. And I feel like people in college with college degrees, like, they feel so entitled, like, they'll look at my degree, look what i done, look what I did, but then they stop learning. You always have to constantly be learning. And I feel like too in college, I was in some entrepreneur classes where the teachers weren't even entrepreneurs. Teachers weren't even teaching me Mm-mm. business for real. You feel me? I was making more money than some of my teachers, but my teachers would will look at me and they would try to uh like like downplay what I'm doing. Right? They'll try to downplay yeah. like my success. Because since I'm younger than them, and since they feel like they're like, People see that I'm young and then of course they're going to try to they downplay my success, downplay what I do because they because they're trying to put they're trying to put us on the same level of life. And that's the thing I feel like a lot of people do. When you're when you're on a different level than people, they really try to put labels on you so they don't so they so they feel like you guys could be at the same level when it comes to like when it comes to success. Cause nobody wants to feel nobody wants to feel like they're missing out or they're not like you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Now I I I feel I I think for me for me personally, I haven't had that happen too too much, but in a certain situation there's like this one time this lady at church, like I was she was she wanted to get into real estate as an agent and she's working at a nursery or something like that, or she's a nurse and she was asking me about real estate, and then she was like, "Oh, that's amazing." She reminded you, she's looking up. Like, she asked me for advice and like, you know, what my opinion on stuff was. And then literally same conversation. Then she asked me like, "Oh, so like, what happened? Like, where did you end up going to school and stuff like that?" So I went to UConn. And she's like, "Oh, when do you graduate?" That's her I dropped out. Um, and then all of a sudden now she's trying to tell me about what I should do with my life. Now I was like, "You was literally just asking me for advice on what you should do with yours, and you're two times my senior, bro." And now because I didn't graduate, now you're gonna try to help like. But it's for me, it's like, I seen something on my IG the other day, and it was like, the people around you, the reason why people around you don't support you is because the version of you that they loved and grew to know is is dying off, right? Because think about it, like, when, when you're changing, right, when you're growing, when you start evolving... Like, the old you was dying, you're, you know, you're turning into this new person. You're starting to learn more. You're starting to grow more. You're starting to get into new opportunities. That old you starting to die off. So, it's the reason why a lot of people don't support it is because, like, the version of you that they did know, that they grew to love, that they grew up with, right, is dying off right in front of their face. Man, and there's nothing they could do about it's it. You feel me? And it's not because for That's ill cause that they want to, you ahead, know, tie ahead. that back. Now, I was going to say, it's not for ill cause sometimes. like It's not always because like they want you to keep you down, you feel me? Not because they don't want you to grow, but it's also like, damn, the person they knew was, you feel me, no longer there. So, of course, it's going to be tough for them as well. So, not everyone, I feel, is like, you know, I don't have like a pessimistic view where like everyone's like, that's not an entrepreneur, not on this journey, is out to get me or hold me back. It's like, sometimes it's like, they doing it with good intent, but like, it's just not the best for me and where I'm going, you feel me?
0: That's a fact, and I feel like there's a lot of people that uh, there's too many reverse role models out here. There's people in your life that yeah. that you respect, but they they're, they're but you don't want to end up like them. Like a lot of people, yeah. they say look, I want to be a millionaire, and then they go to their parents for advice, and their parents were never millionaires, right? I yeah. feel like you need like there's a lot of like you have to find people like role models in your life or people that you look up to or mentors, because I feel like finding a mentor is like the fastest way to like grow to, or get to like the way you're trying to get to. Cause, cause mind you, if some, some of our parents only made six figures, so that's the only thing that they could show us how to do. Like if your goal was to be a millionaire and your parents make six figures, your parents could only get you to six figures because that's what they did. Right. So I feel like we need to watch out for reverse role models in our life. We need to find mentors. You need to find people that's going to basically uplift you. And like you said about the outgrown people, I, I, I definitely agree with you in terms of outgrowing people. There are some people that are still in that, like, are still in like that high school mindset. They're still in that, oh, I gotta have fun mindset. They're still in that like not taking responsibilities mindset, right? Because as a man, as like um somebody that's as someone that wants to be respected in the future, you need to make sure that you're handling your responsibility. The parties, the fun, all that is gonna be there, all, all that's still gonna be there. Like. People try to make me feel bad. Like you said, the woman, how you said the, the woman in your church was trying to make me feel bad. Like people would try to make me feel bad for not going to the parties. Like they used to come back from the parties in my dorm rooms at four in the morning and they used to come back and they used to find me still working. Yo, Donna, why are you not going to those parties? Donna, why are you not coming? I had a million dollars on my mind. You feel me? At During those times, you feel me? Like even, even, yeah. even, even though my, my bank account was negative, I had credit cards that was maxed out. I, I saw millions at, at that time and I was like, yo, I can't. I can't. I can't go party right now. You feel me? I can't have fun because I couldn't even. And mind you, even though, even though, like, I don't recommend. I don't recommend being an entrepreneur to anybody. I wasn't sleeping. Like, I was the type of person. I was just on go, and I was like, "Yo, like, I see, I see millions right now. Like, how can I? How can I stop? You feel me? How can I? How can I let up? You feel me? And those people yeah. was like, "Yo," and I'm, and, and people were wondering, like, "Yo, Donald, like, how you? How are you able to get all this money? How are you able to run up fifty thousand? I made. I'm almost made like." like a hundred thousand dollars in a dorm room. Right. But the problem with people is people love to tie my success from where, uh, um, they tie my success back to like, let's say my parents or like my situation, like Donald, Oh, you live in the suburbs. That's the reason that you're able to be successful. Or oh, your parents make this amount of money. That's where you're able to be successful. But meanwhile, you, y'all didn't see the nights that I stayed up to get to where I got to. You feel me? Nobody saw those yeah. nights. Nobody saw when I, I didn't sleep. Like I, like it was to a point. I, I I don't even go to sleep now, right? I, I just fall asleep. Like I, I'm at the point right now. I just fall asleep. Like I'm working so much, and there's videos and like pictures of me just like passing out with my laptop open from work and stuff. You feel me? Because I'm going, I'm going hard. Type. Job. I'm going as hard as possible. So like, an advice for somebody like. Surround yourself with the right friends and the right people. If you even gotta ask somebody, like your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your best friends, if they believe in you, they probably don't believe in you. They probably don't believe in your dream. They probably don't believe in your vision. And you need to get away from those people, right? Because if you tell, if you tell a small-minded person your dream, like they're not gonna understand it. They're not gonna. They they can't fathom it, right? Because God, if God put a dream in your head and you're trying to tell the next man that dream, they're probably gonna shoot it down. It's not gonna work. Like when I told, when I told my family member, Oh um, yeah, I'm starting a vending machine business. I'm doing this. They was talking about Donald Colby's here, bro. The world might shut down. They gave me all types of, all types of problems and all types of excuses. Right. And that's why I tell people, like, if you're trying to, when you're trying to get to like the next level of life, you're trying to get somewhere where, 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 where not a lot of people are, or none of nobody in your family reach. you have to be able to be locked in and you have to be able to be focused, like tunnel vision.
1: You feel me? No, 100%, bro. It reminds me of a quote, man. It's, uh, if you stick with something long enough, eventually determination starts to look like talent. Mm. For me, if you stick with something long enough, determination starts to look like talent. And that, that's a quote I heard pretty recently, but it's something that, that really just resonated with me while you were speaking, man. It's just like, Man, where can we connect with you, Donald? Where can we find you at? We want to you know, learn us how to start making passive income. We want to learn more about your story and what you have going on this year, man. Like, where do we go um, to, man?
0: Uh you can find me on um I have a YouTube channel, Everything DSK. Um, you can find me. I drop all the gems. Can I actually? Can I actually get? Can I actually give a, I I actually want to like talk about that too because I don't. I don't want to leave without giving the gem and stuff. Can I, can, I, can I tell people real quick just how to start a, a vending machine business or like start making like? I just want to give like a little gem file before, before you feel me.
1: Quick sixty second gem, bro.
0: Six second gem. So okay, so you want to start a vending machine business, right? You want to make passive income. You want to make an extra thousand dollars a month because a thousand dollars can really change some people's life, right? So. To start a vending machine business, the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to, you want to find a vending machine location. A location is basically where you're going to put the vending machine. So you can find a vending machine location by asking your friends and family. You're asking your neighbors. You're asking different business owners around the, around your state, around your county, around your city. After you find, after you, you find a location, you go to Facebook Marketplace, offer up in Craigslist to find the vending machine, right? You're looking for AP vending machines. You're looking for AP vending machines, Royal vending machines, Dixie Narco vending machines. Stay away from Sega vending machines, right? Once you find that vending machine, either Facebook Marketplace or you could go to like a vending machine warehouse. A warehouse is basically a, um, a place where they sell refurbished vending machines, but they have like a warranty on top of their vending machines. So the warranty is basically going to help you... Um, the warranty is going to give you, it's more safer. Like Facebook Marketplace, offer Up and Craigslist, you don't have a warranty, so you have to make sure that you test out these vending machines. To test out a vending machine, what you have to do is you have to make sure that it accepts dollars, nickels, quarters, dimes, all types of payments. You want to make sure that the vending machine is MDB compatible. That means it can take card readers. If it's not MDB compatible, it cannot take a card reader. If it's a drink vending machine, you want to tell the owner 15 minutes before you get there to... to um. So turn on the vending machine so you so you know that it gets cold. And you want to make sure for a snack vending machine, you test all the coils. So A1, B1, C1, D1, you want to make sure that all those coils spin. And then after you do that, you move that vending machine to location, you fill it up, you go to Costco, BJ, Sands Club, Um, you go to these wholesale spots to find the, the snacks. Fill, collect, repeat, and that's how you start a vending machine. I just want to say that because I know some people's like, oh dang, <laughs> I, I want to start a vending machine business. So that's like that's like the quick version of it. That's like the quick version of
1: it. And and then there's the YouTube to get the deeper version of all of it. And now it's time for our and that'll be in the show notes for anyone that wants to go check that out. For now for anyone that um now it's time for our famous five questions, right? Rapid fire round. Question number one. What is the most impactful lesson you've learned in life? Oof. Ooh the, the most impactful lesson I learned in life
0: was probably um learn to say no cuz when you say when you say yes to something you're saying no to something else so learn to say no in life that's like the most impactful lesson I learned
1: What is the most admirable trait a person could have
0: Ooh uh admirable trait uh, I would say what's the word um Lord, uh, what's that word I would say the most admirable some trait is I don't know the word, but uh, just to define it, it's like somebody that, um, that th- their word means something. I don't know. I I can't define the word right now, but it's like whatever I say I'm going to do, if I say I'm going to show up, if I say I'm going to do this, that is what's going to happen. I don't know what the word, I don't know if it's loyalty or uh, I-, I just, I forgot yeah. the word. Just your name, but just everything you say, you know, you're going to do.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, I forget the word too, man. I'm like accountable, like, dependable. Yeah, I'm like I I'm brain integrity. Uh, yeah, integrity. Uh, yes. But yeah, all right. in- yes. Integrity. Yes.
0: Integrity. Integrity. Yes.
1: All right. Uh if you had to change someone's life, but you only had one book to recommend, which one would it be?
0: Uh the Bible. So many life lessons in the Bible. So many life lessons.
1: What is the legacy that you're working on leaving behind?
0: Um like oof. I want to be able to um I just want to be able to help people. At the end of the day, I just want to be able to, um, like, just put on for my last name. I want to be able to basically just give back to my community and just basically help my help create generational wealth for my family in the future. That's like the legacy I want to leave behind. I want to leave behind that like nothing nothing's impossible. Nothing's impossible with God in your life. That's what I want to leave behind for my for my family.
1: And for anyone that wants to embark on their walk to wealth today. What is the first step you recommend they take?
0: Change your mindset. Change your mindset, change your environment. And I promise you, you're going to see a significant difference.
1: Amazing. All right, Donald, that is it for our interview. Thanks again for hopping on, my brother. Thanks again for dropping the knowledge. We definitely gonna have to bring you back because I said, we could have fit everything into one episode, but thanks as I said, thanks again for hopping on, man. You've now finished taking the first step. Now let us help you take the next one. Subscribe to our newsletter at walktowealth.com. That's walk2wealth.com so we can keep you moving on your journey. We'll see you on the next episode of Walk to Wealth with John Mendez.